Hey guys, welcome to Coffee and Cuts. Uh, Gina Hoff here with Pastor Brett. Uh, we just finished another message in the Inconvenient Truth series, this one on being a hospital as opposed to a country club. Mm. This one was good. Like this mm. one stirred my soul quite literally because broken people are my people. Like mm. I feel like I have street cred in brokenness because <laughs> I know pain and I know suffering and I've lived through all of that in the church, you mm. know, like yeah. in so many different ways. Um, so this was this was a really good one. Mm. What I'd like to know is... Um, what have you kind of seen in your experience? Because you've had, you've probably seen a lot of brokenness in the church. Yeah. Have you ever seen situations that we can kind of learn from? Yeah. And grow from? Yeah, this one is, uh, this is a big one to me. I think, you know, all of these have been important to me on a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, preaching about, you know, coming to Jesus and be rightly reconciled to God and all these mm-hmm. different things that we did. But this one from just like like a really practical standpoint, like, if we can get this one right, we have the capacity to make a huge impact in the world. And, yeah. and, it, and it really is about changing the paradigm of, of what we've lived or what we've learned over the years. So, you know, the church isn't always the best place to be broken. I mean, let's just be honest. Like, it just doesn't feel like it, you <laughs> know? True. It yeah. just does not feel like it. And, you know, I remember not long ago, my wife uh, went to go uh, visit a church with her mom. She had just put blue highlights in her hair. So if you ever met Sarah, like you'll know, like she loves to do this every now and again. She likes change and it looked really, just really pretty, really beautiful. Yeah. But she went to this little like country church, walked in and she's like, immediately, I just felt like people were like staring at me. I felt there were like people who were literally like, you know, pointing and kind of talking. And I, I just, the whole time I was there, I felt that they were talking about me and I was the object of everyone's negative attention. And she's like, I never said anything. I never, all I did was just walk in with blue hair. And it wasn't like her whole head was blue. It was right. just like little, you know, just little, yeah. these little things. And oh, um, so and she she was so hurt by that. And uh, people wouldn't talk to her after the service. It's just weird. I mean, this is a pastor's wife. <laughs> like this, this she's isn't like, like you know, yeah. I mean, she's like one of the most kingdom oriented persons you'll ever meet. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to have her treated like that, um, you know, is actually... Uh, in a way, almost a good thing because she is a kingdom person. She can roll with those punches and not say, my goodness, I will never go to church again, Mm -hmm. where I think most people, if they weren't uh, Sarah in those shoes, you know, would feel so ostracized, so judged, so hurt, uh, and then apply that to any church that they start to think of. And I think this whole idea, Gina, of like, you know, being a hospital over a country club is so important to understand. Um, It's it's the concept that, that we have to be willing to go there with each other. We have to be willing to just be this broken body. And I don't mean just like openly saying, oh yeah, I'm a sinner. I do these terrible things and glorifying our sin collectively. Right. I'm talking about creating an atmosphere where we can literally bring that mess that is our sin and find safe, healthy, and appropriate places to vent and find healing and hope for it in the local church. And um, I just don't always see that happening today. You know, I couldn't agree more. And I had kind of, you know, a similar experience on some levels, not personally, but I have somebody who's very near and dear to me in my own life, Hmm. um, who's in a very broken place. And, you know, she's tried to, you know, go into the church because, you know, in those broken places, you reach out for any lifeline you can find, honestly, because you know you need it. And so she made the choice to reach out to the church. And unfortunately, like the the judgment she was met with because of that broken place. You know, she started at a place where she was in need of help and ready to reach for the church and she felt rejected by the church and it Mm. brought her down to a level that 
is so hard to reach. Now she harbors so much hurt and resentment to the mm-hmm. church. Like I can't hardly even beg her to get to church. You know, it's just wow. such a hurtful place to kind of send somebody to and really opposite of what we need to be doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the question is like, what do we do about it? Yeah. Right. I mean, what do we do about it? Um, you know, when it starts, like we said, it, it starts with you. It starts with me. It starts with us. Uh, it's not just a congregational motion. It, it starts with the individual inside the congregation. And we have to be resolved to, you know, be a person who's willing to be real, be raw, be relational. But, but even more than that, um, we have to be a person who's willing to stand up for Jesus, even amongst Jesus people. And so, you know, when you're in a group and somebody, you know, says, oh, uh, yeah, did you see so-and-so was at church today? And starts to go on that negative gossip tirade or whatever it is that, man, that you be that person of Jesus and say, hey, you know what, brother and sister, look, I appreciate you sharing your opinion, but, but what you're saying is actually hurting the name of Jesus, not helping it. Right. We just can't foster this environment anymore. I mean, we literally have to just strike it where it stands. And it doesn't matter if it's our parents or people we love or know or whatever. I mean, it, at this point, age has, has no premise of priority. I mean, if you are in that environment and you hear it, that you have to be that person who's like, dude, that's, that's not kingdom. That's just not kingdom. <laughs> we, we, we just can't live with that reality together because it is so hurtful. It is so toxic. It is destroying the people that Jesus came to save. And it's putting the church on the opposite end of, of what Christ has called us to do, and it just can't stand anymore. That'll preach right there. Yeah. Yep. No, it's so good. And I think um, once if we can do that and we start bringing in broken people, maybe you can give us some practical tips on, you know, like how do we treat these people wanting to help? Because I think sometimes you can be in a place where you want to help, but the things you're saying and the corrections you're trying to make aren't necessarily loving. Like, how yeah. do we treat these broken people? Yeah. And, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, um, that hospital analogy is good, right? So when you go to the doctor, uh, you're going to walk in here like, you know, doctor, I got these weird bumps on my <laughs> arm and I'm, I'm not sure. And, you know, the doctor doesn't immediately like, oh, well, what poor moral decisions that you make to get bumps on your arms. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, most doctors are very, um, you know, analytically neutral. So they're, they're trying to deduce what's wrong with the person without making any snap judgments because at the end of the day, they're looking for symptoms that are formulating a diagnosis, but they're not just coming in and be like, oh, bad moral behavior, that's how you got the bumps. You may have just simply rubbed up against the poisonous plant and that's where the bumps came from. So I think we have to be really quick to not judge people just from that first face interaction, you know. Um, to realize that that person has a story just like you do. This takes really mature thinking. I mean, this isn't like basic baby Christian stuff. This is mature stuff that Christians should be thinking. At the end of the day, you know, to always run it through that litmus test of, you know, I don't know what you're going through, but I know who can meet you in the midst of what you're going through. It's Jesus. And to open up every causeway I can to be able to have a relationship with this person that they feel that they're not being judged or threatened or put off or thrown to the side. You know, Jesus being the most righteous person in human history actually drew people to himself. You know what I find so refreshing today is that uh, even uh, yesterday I I went uh, to the baseball game. uh, You know, I was talking to somebody and we just had a really great conversation. I don't get any sense that they were believers at all. And we just had a really simple conversation. At the end of the day, um, they found out I was a pastor and they were like, you know what, I would go to your church. 
And what I realized is that I didn't do anything different but just be a normal person with them. Like I think it surprised mm -hmm. them that not only was I a Christian but I was a leader of Christians and I wasn't some weirdo. <laughs> like right. I really think they thought that I was supposed to be way more weird than I was. And <laughs> and I'm weird but not in the True. ways that they I thought mean... I was weird. <laughs> so at the end of the day, you know, it's one of those things where we have to not you know, be quick to profile and assume that we know exactly where somebody's been because unless if you're God, you have no idea. And so just take a step back and say, you know what, I have an opportunity to love today. I have an opportunity to be a blessing today. I have an opportunity to set a new way forward today and let God lead and guide that as you go. That would be my advice to you. That's amazing and that's powerful and I hope as a church we can all kind of follow suit. I believe we can. It starts with us. <laughs> Hey, thanks for joining us for Coffee and Cuts. We pray that this was uh, meaningful to you as well. Pass it on with a friend and tune in next time. Cheers. Cheers.